Welcome to another episode of the Become a Calm Mama podcast. I'm Darlene. I'm your host. What we're going to talk about today is what to do if your kids are hurting each other or hurting you or hurting a little friend. So we're going to talk about safety. One of the foundational principles that I teach is this. Everyone stays safe in your house. What I mean by safety is that no one gets hurt by someone else, either with their body or with their words. That means that people in your house, they don't hurt each other and they don't hurt you and you don't hurt them. So siblings, sibling conflict, or when your kid is being aggressive to you, being aggressive to their sibling or a friend is over. I don't want anyone in your family to ever get hurt. And so understanding that that is your responsibility as the leader of your family, as the parent, is that everyone stays safe in your house. So what do you do when someone is hurting someone? So I'm going to teach you the concept. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how to handle when someone's being physical and then also when someone's using words. What do you do when someone is hurting someone? You do what I call the hard no. So what the hard no is, it's a really firm communication to your child. It's a limit that you set in your family where you validate the feeling, but you don't allow that behavior. So let me give you an example of what it sounds like. Imagine you have one kid hitting someone, okay, anybody, and you would say, everyone stay safe in this house. It's okay to be mad. It's not okay to hit. Notice that my voice is very strong. I'm using leadership energy and I'm actually using a tone of voice because I want to get my kids' attention. I don't want to trigger their fear. I don't want to trigger their stress response. They're already activated. So I'm not trying to change from anger to fear, but I am trying to get their attention with my voice. So again, Everyone stays safe in this house. It's okay to be mad. It's not okay to hit. I call this the hard no because it's really firm, but it's not harsh. Instead of thinking of it as a harsh no, so a harsh no sounds like, that's not very nice. Don't do that. Look at your sister. You scared her. You're being so mean. No one's going to want to play with you if you're hitting. How would you feel if someone hurt you? That's how parents often handle aggression. And it is harsh in that it's a lecture, it's critical, there's shaming, shame sprinkle, I call it. You're kind of like, something's wrong with you, you're not nice, you're mean. So instead of focusing on the behavior, you're focusing on the child and who they are as a person. You're insulting their character or their personality. We don't want to do that. That's harsh. The strategy of being harsh is ineffective. A hard no does not mean a harsh no. So we're not using mean words to control our kids. We're not being harsh. We're not being mean. We also don't need to be angry in order to get in a result. You can be very calm inside and still be super firm. Now, of course, your brain is going to freak itself out when you think like when your kid is like hurting another kid or hurting your own child, your brain is going to definitely scream, fix it, change it, stop it, solve it. <laughs> it can activate your stress response. And you can also change your stress response by thinking of behavior differently, by looking at behavior as an expression of your kid's big feelings. So someone's hitting, they're obviously upset. They obviously have some emotion going on. 
So we want to be really firm, but we don't have to be mad. We don't have to be harsh. Okay. So we're doing the hard no. So let's go through and I'm going to give you some examples of how to use it. Imagine this moment, right? You have two kids are playing nicely. And then the next thing you know, one of the kids is hitting the other. Super common, especially with siblings, especially with kids under six. Just a little note, kids under six tend to be really physical. And that's when you're going to need this hard no the most is that's when they're actually using their bodies to express themselves in general. As they get older, they use their body less and they use their mouth more and it becomes more of emotional name calling and insults and things like that. So I'm going to use a voice that you would use more with younger kids and using that firm voice. So imagine you've got two kids playing, maybe you've got a six and eight-year-old or you've got four and seven-year-old or two and five-year-old, whatever age is going on. And you got one kid hit the other, right? Hopefully when your kids hit, it doesn't sound that aggressive. So you're going to step in with your hard no. Typically, the aggression has already happened in this moment. If you happen to catch your kid like raising their hand up to hit their sibling, still same strategy. You step closer. You go towards the kid who's being aggressive and you say, everyone stays safe in this house. It's okay to be mad. It's not okay to hit. You need to hit, hit this pillow. I also like to offer to kids, if you need to hit, you want to hit something, you can hit my hands. Because sometimes they actually want like that body touch. So you can put your hands out and you can be like, you can't hit your brother, but you can hit my hand. Go ahead. (laughs) It actually creates a little playful moment as well. And so your kid might hit you. Now, if you're really nervous that they're going to like hurt you, don't do that. You can say you can hit this pillow, you can throw this ball on the ground, you can even maybe you have like a pile in a basket, I call it the calm down basket, where you have a bunch of things that they can actually smush around and use with their body. I'll do a podcast episode on the calm down basket because you guys will love it. But saying like, you can't hit your brother, you can't hit your sister, you can't hit your friend, you can't hit mommy, but you can hit this. So it's the same concept that we talked about in Move Your Body how we have our things that we want to do with our body when we get upset, when we get in our stress response, how we want to hit, kick, or whatever our body wants to do, your kid has the same thing. So if you've got a kid who needs to regulate their emotions through hitting, we don't want them to hit their sibling. We say it's not okay to hit. And we say you can hit this. So as you're saying the sentences, you're going to step in between the activated kid and the person or the object that they're being physical towards. It's like I said, even if the action is over, I still want you to step in and say the same thing because you're reinforcing that that strategy, that behavior of hurting someone does not work. It's okay to be mad. It's not okay to hit. Now you're moving closer to the activated kid And I want you to move in a calm way. Remember, stress response is activated. Your children or your child, they're in their fight flight at that moment. Obviously, if they're hitting someone, they're in fight. Sometimes it's actually playful. So this is still applicable. But if it's being playful, if they're play hitting, (laughs) then you're going to be able to move them through their emotion much faster. Remember, you have activated stress response in this moment. So you want to be really calm. 
uber calm as much as you can. So I don't want you to rush at them aggressively because that's not going to help. And then you're going to say those words in a strong, firm voice with that presence. Everyone stay safe. It's not okay to hit. It's okay to be mad. It's no hitting. Okay? Now, typically, this is enough to interrupt the moment. The firmness of your voice and the clarity of the limit will actually lower your child's stress. It will help them become less activated when you show up with this calm, firm, hard no. You actually help your child feel safer. They feel like, oh, okay, the grownups are here. They're here to help me with my big feelings. I don't have to keep hitting my sibling. So the firmness of your voice helps lower your child's stress as long as you're not angry or activating them towards more fear. Typically, this is enough. But what happens if they don't stop? So sometimes kids get really activated. They're in a big feeling cycle and it's very physical. Big feeling cycle is what I call temper tantrum, okay, or a meltdown. I like to think of it as a big feeling cycle because you can remember that their feelings here, they're really big and it's a cycle, it will end. So if your kid is activated and they're in a big feeling cycle, you are going to gently go away from them in order to keep everyone safe. So you can go into a room, you can go outside, you can go into a locked car, wherever you are physically safe. Now, the locked car thing is more for older kids because some kids get really, really activated and you actually need to take the younger children or even older children into a place that's safe. So that's an extreme example, but it is an option of where you can go. So when you are needing to leave the area and leave that activated kid because they're too activated, you would say, honey, everyone stay safe in this house. Your behavior isn't safe. We're going outside. We'll come back when it's safe. So we're just continuing to use that word safe instead of saying to them when you're calm. We're just saying to them, this behavior isn't safe. We're going to come back when it's safe. Now, ideally, you would be able to stay with your activated child and help them ride that big feeling cycle in a way that moves them through their emotions. You would help them process those negative emotions. But I'm also a mom. I get it. You're not always able to like go through every big feeling cycle with your kid. And the other child might really need soothing from you, the one who's scared of their sibling. So if you can have that non-activated child, I'm not going to call them the victim, okay? They're just currently non-activated. You can say to them, why don't you go wait in your room? I'm going to help your brother with his big feelings so that everybody stays safe. Why don't you go wait in the kitchen? Or why don't you sit here on the couch? I'm going to go talk to your sister and help her with her big feelings. So just by telling the non-activated child, you're normalizing like, these are all feelings. Everyone is safe. It's my job to keep everyone safe. And I'm going to go help. So avoid the harshness trap. I want you to avoid going into a moralizing lecture shame sprinkle of like, you're so mean. This isn't nice. You shouldn't be hitting everybody. Look, we have to go run away from you. We're so scared of you. You're so scary. You're scaring us. I know that as I say it, it probably sounds like, oh my God, that sounds so horrible. Why would you say that to a child? And I also know these are the kinds of things that are said to kids sometimes. So I want to just normalize that. And yeah, okay, if you act that way, just avoid that trap. 
All right, so what to do if the child is hitting you? Those other examples are really great for when, you know, you have kid on kid (laughs) aggression, okay? But what about if they're being physical to you? They want, they're kicking at you or they're hitting at you or they're throwing things or whatever, especially little ones that get really physical with their parents. Instead of moving towards the activated child, that's what you would do in a sibling or a friendship situation. You would move towards the activated child. In the scenario, if you are the one who is receiving that aggression, I want you to actually step back. So I want you to move out of reach and still say the sentences of the hard no. So imagine the scenario where your kid is hitting you or kicking you and you calmly put your hands up and you step back and you say, honey, everyone stays safe, including me. I won't let you hit mommy. It's okay to be mad. It's not okay to hit mommy. So you are taking care of yourself. And by stepping back, what you're doing is you're actually calming your own stress response. Your brain is going to want to defend itself. Even if it's like a three-year-old hitting you, your mind doesn't really understand that's like a little kid, that they can't actually like hurt you, hurt you, right? Like can't like send you to a hospital most likely. But your mind doesn't understand that. It's like, oh my God, we're being attacked. (laughs) And so you're going to want to get physical back. You're going to want to protect yourself. That's normal. I want to normalize your stress response. It's natural. Of course, it's going to be activated. So by you stepping back, you're actually doing something with your body that signals to your brain that you're okay. You're communicating to your brain, hey, listen, we're safe. We aren't vulnerable. We're taking good care of ourselves. Everyone stays safe in this house, including me. You say that sentence to your child, but you're also telling yourself that sentence. That's how you get calm so that you can stay nearby and help your child move through their feelings. So you step back, you stand up if you're playing on the floor, you stand up and you step back, you take two, three steps back if you have to, they come charging at you, you gently move to the side. And I don't don't want you to like let them fall down or whatever, but you know, you're really just protecting your body while also communicating to them, this behavior doesn't work. Now, the other thing that comes up is that kids use objects to move through their big feelings. So they grab things in their presence. Like if they're sitting at a table, they're doing their homework and they grab their pencil and they like, you know, scrape it or they throw it at you or they like, you know, try to jam it on you or whatever's happening with your kids. So I want to say that if you see that they're going to grab towards an object and maybe use it to throw it at someone or you know, do some sort of damage, you can gently go towards it and like kind of move it out of their way, put your hand on top of their hand. If you can be really calm, get close to their body and just say, honey, it's okay to be mad. It's not okay to throw things. Everything stays safe in this house. If you need to throw something, go throw the ball outside. Go take this pillow and throw it against the wall take your stuffed animals and juggle them or whatever. So they have this throwing energy. You want to help them use that energy in a way that actually works. If you can move the thing or protect the thing from getting broken, great. 
But if not, I really want to help you worry less about things and focus on people because relationships are always more important than stuff. I know that things are valuable and expensive, and I'm not discounting that. So there are things that cost money, like breaking an iPad or throwing your phone. Those are expensive things to replace or repair. So if you can move the object and get it out of reach of them and stay calm through that process, great. But typically, if it's already broken, just move the moment forward. Or if it's something they have in their hand, you would just say, everything stays safe in this house. Don't throw that. It's not okay to throw things. It's okay to be mad. Go throw this. So if something gets broken, the moment has already passed. It's not an emergency anymore. You actually don't need a hard no in a moment when something has already happened. No one is in danger anymore. The hard no is for safety in the moment. So if the danger has already passed, you can say the sentence, listen, everything in this house stays safe. It's okay to be mad. It's not okay to throw things. And then say, we're going to have to do something about this later when everyone is calm. And then later you're going to go back and do restitution and give your child a chance to fix the problem caused by their behavior. Going through and making sure your goal in this moment is to make sure everyone is safe. That's what the hard no is about. It's about safety of bodies, things, and hearts. (laughs) People also get hurt with words. So we're going to talk about name calling for a minute. Imagine you have a kid. Typically, this stuff happens a lot with siblings. It could happen with a friend or it could happen with you. So your child's like, you're so stupid. I don't like you. I don't like you. You're a dummy, right? Or you always have stupid ideas. So they're insulting or they're name calling. So you can turn to your child and say, listen, no name calling. Everyone stays safe in this house. And that includes not being hurt with words. It's okay to be mad. It's not okay to say you're stupid. Instead of saying you're stupid, you can say, I don't like that. So you're going to put in your hard no. You're going to put in that limit. Then you're going to pause and just let your kid reset. Or maybe they say stupid again, whatever it is. You're going to reinforce your limit, repeating that limit. And then if they keep it up, it's kind of the same strategy. Oh, looks like it's not safe here for us. So we're going to take a step away and go to our room or go to the kitchen or leave you alone for a minute until you can calm your body until everyone is safe. So if they're insulting you, this really gets parents upset because they're like, they're so disrespectful to me. Remember, all behavior is driven by feelings. So your child, if they're like insulting you or saying you're the worst or I hate you, remember that they're using a strategy in that moment to communicate and cope with their feelings. So if you can kind of shift through what they're saying as information or data of like, what's the feeling under here? Oh, are you angry? You're saying I hate you. Are you angry with me? Are you disappointed about my rule? Are you frustrated that it's bedtime? So you're going to kind of use that connection tool right in the moment. You don't necessarily need to do a hard no, but this is my recommendation. If the language that they're using involves violent language or cursing, I don't let my kids swear at me. And I have teenagers. Like, we just don't talk like that in our family. I will do a hard no. Name calling in general, I always have a hard no. And 
always have a hard no for swearing. So you'll want to do that hard no. You'll say, listen, it's okay to be angry with me. It's not okay to call me names like that. I will talk to you when you are more calm. Typically, this happens when they're older and they can go through a big feeling cycle on their own. So we can say when you're more calm in this scenario, because we're just saying to them, you're really activated right now. It's not really safe for me to be next to you. You're using strategies that don't work for me. You're name calling, you're insulting me. And I don't let people talk to me like that. So no, it's okay to be angry. It's not okay to call me names. I'll talk to you in a few minutes. You can also say, I'll talk to you when I'm calm, (laughs) especially if you're activated, right? So we've kind of gone through physical, hurting bodies, hurting things, and hurting hearts. So the hard no is really to kind of interrupt the behavior and communicate to your kids, this strategy isn't working. Now, when your child is in their big feelings, what they ultimately need is connection. So when you've done that hard no, and you've interrupted the strategy, the behavior, go into that connection and helping your child regulate their emotions, move through their emotions. If you lecture or you shame or you threaten any of that, it's only going to make it worse. So shaming and criticizing right in the middle, it's not going to help. Of course, this is stressful to have kids who are being aggressive, either physically or verbally or with things. So I want you to work on not getting caught up in your child's energy. Training your amygdala, like, yes, my children are sometimes going to hit. Yes, my children are sometimes going to break things. Yes, my children are sometimes going to name call. If your brain is ready for it and you know you have the hard-nosed strategy, you will be able to stay calm and keep everyone safe. After you do the hard no and everyone is safe, if you find yourself really activated and like not managing your own emotions well, you might need to take a pause break. So remember the past couple podcast episodes, I taught you how to pause and reset, reset your body, reset your heart, reset your mind. So take a second, reset your stress response, calm yourself, because what your children need from you after you've done the hard no is they need to have help managing their big feelings. So once you're calm, you're going to go back and you're going to help your child narrate what was happening, what triggered their behavior, what was the circumstance, and what were they feeling about it so that then they understand why they were acting that way. You can say, okay, so that all makes sense. What else could you do next time? Or here is what you can do when you get really mad instead of hitting. So remember, a hard no is not a harsh no. You don't have to be angry or activated to do this. You can be firm. You can be a leader in your family without anger. You can stay calm and still be super firm. Of course, I know that these behaviors are really overwhelming and it can trigger stress for you. So you understanding the hard no as a strategy for those moments when your kids are hurting each other or hurting people When your brain understands that you have a plan for it, it is actually going to help you stay calm in the middle of it. It will help you feel confident that you can handle any behavior that comes your way because physical aggression is one of the things that's the most triggering for parents. It activates our stress response the most. So here's what I want you to do. The next time your child is being physically aggressive or using words to hurt, step right in with the hard no. Everyone stay safe here. 
Your feelings are okay. Hitting doesn't work. It's not okay to hit. So going right into that hard no. Now what happens sometimes if you end up being harsh, don't judge yourself as bad or wrong. Just build awareness around it. Be like, huh, wow, I got kind of harsh there. Using the word harsh or hard, firm or mean, right? Notice if you were being harsh, if you were being mean, if you got physically aggressive, notice the effect it had on the moment. Did it help? Did it help you build connection with your kid? Did it help you teach your kids how to manage their big feelings? If it didn't, you remind yourself, okay, I want to do it differently next time. Pause yourself, reset your stress response, and try the hard no again the next time your kids have one of these moments. You get better at it, I promise. All right, I hope you have a really great week and I will see you next time. Hey mama, if you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so ready to get out of this chaos and create more peace in myself and in my family, then I want to invite you to join Calm Mama School. It's my lifetime membership program where you learn how to stop yelling and feeling overwhelmed by parenting, teach your kids how to manage all of their big feelings, and set limits that actually work. It's lifetime access for getting everything you need to have the family you want and become the mom that you're meant to be. No matter how old your kids are or how chaotic your family is right now, I can help you create peace and joy in your home. To join, go to calmmamacoaching.com and get instant access to my online course and start coming to weekly coaching calls this week. I can't wait to help you transform your family. See you there.